Freestyle is not dead. Banned from radio station playlists. Disregarded by nightclubs. Protested by trendy DJs. The stepchild of dance music now rises. The times of yesterday, today, and for right now, this very minute, this very second freestyle is not dead. Once known as club music, Latin hip hop, heartthrob, electro, Miami music, old school, new school, West Coast flavor, and whatever other adjective you wish to include. Join us, enjoy, and listen to the sounds of the evolution of freestyle. Hosted by Mr. Miami. Freestyle is not dead.
nowadays everybody wanna talk but you keep telling but you keep telling that we Miami, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in to this special edition of Freestyles Not Dead. If you downloaded the show, please tell your friends where they can cop the download so they can get in on the action too. That would be at freestylemusicshow.com. On this show, we have some great freestyle music and DJ mixes lined up for your listening enjoyment. Plus, we'll be talking about some great live freestyle music shows coming up in the area, and we'll also be talking to Jay Kwan of the Nasty Boys, who is performing at Benchwarmers Saturday, May 5th in Philadelphia. Also, local Philly girl Abelina is on the show performing as well. So get over to freestylemusicshow.com, grab your tickets, reserve a table if any are available, and on the show today, DJ Rich Money will also be dropping some mixes later, and much, much more. And let me get back to the mix with music from Niasia, now and forever, on Freestyle Is Not Dead. DJ Mr. Miami.
you again for tuning in and listening to this special edition of Freestyle's Not Dead. The show's already started strong with music from Johnny O, Cynthia, Niaja, Shane, and Ronaldo. Speaking of Ronaldo, you can catch him live on stage Saturday, June 2nd at the Celtic Cross Tavern in Northeast Philly. Ronaldo will be singing all his classic freestyle hits, My Sweet Love, Forever, and the song you just heard a few minutes ago, Another Night, plus new songs along with Edie, Alex of Latin Nation, and eight other Freestyle acts live on stage as we celebrate New Style Records CD release party that Saturday, June 2nd. Log on to freestylemusicshow.com and purchase your tickets. It's going to be a great freestyle artist showcase. There's much more music to come, but we're going to switch up gears for a few and go to an interview recorded earlier with freestyle singer and the frontman of the freestyle group, The Nasty Boys. If you'd like to be entertained, if you like controversy, if you want to know all about freestyle music, prepare yourself to be entertained. So on the line with Jake Juan of the Nancy Boys, we'll be coming to Philadelphia Saturday, May 5th for him live. It's been a little bit since you've been to Philly, Jake Juan. Want to say hello and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. And, and it feels great, you know, to, to come back to Philly. I can't wait, man. You know, the fans are reaching out to me and they like, oh, can't wait for you to get out here. We love you guys and stuff like that. It feels good. It feels good to see that some of the fans in Philly still, you know, love the Nasty Boys. It's been a long time since we've been in Philly. Do you remember the uh, last venue in Philly you played at? Yeah, your club. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the <laughs> Oh, man. I think, I remember, I think you had two clubs at one time you were you were doing in Philly. Well, you remember the, the one building was uh, Route 1 Roosevelt's, and they, they changed names, so I think you right. were there when it was Route 1, and I think uh, that, that night you were talking about was, uh, I think, TKK7 was on the show, Wendy, there was a clear touch, and I think you guys were on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and then I yes. came back, and it was Roosevelt's, and that place, I always considered that place, like, of uh, the freestyle version of uh, the rock club CBGB's in New York. That CBGB stage, that stage gave so many people opportunities form, and it's such a legendary place, and I feel like, you know, it's not the same exact level, but I feel like for freestyle, and for Philadelphia anyway, in, in, in our little area here, that we gave freestyle artists a nice place to perform and a stage, and I thought that was like one of the, the things, and, and meeting you guys and a bunch of the other artists who have been along for the ride the entire time, basically, we've developed this relationship over the years, like, I don't know, Jay, how long? We've been doing business now for, I'm going to say, three years. Oh, yeah. Right? Long time, man. Long time. Oh, yeah. Let's get back into the early days and give people some backstory on who Jaquan is. Let's talk about the young Jaquan and how he got into the entertainment business. You know how how I started was like I, I started Nasty Boys, but I started first as a male stripper. I used to strip for this company called PM Productions in the Bronx. And the company they used to do a lot of fashion shows and lingerie parties. So I used to model the bikinis and then, you know, the G-strings, of course. And that's how I got into stripping because I worked for this company modeling their they, they clothing wear, you know, their swimwear. So when I got into stripping, I ended up meeting the guys one at a time. Twilight, you know, when I met Twilight, you know, he was the first one I got into, you know, I got him into stripping with me. And mind you, I was, I was about 17 years old. I was a stripper at 17. Twilight was 15 and I got him stripping, you know? And we would do a lot of private parties and the company that we were working with, 
they're the ones that were getting us for these strip shows. So one day, um, we happened to be in Manhattan, and we happened to see this this concert on the street of Fantasy Harlem. You know, we we already, you know, like, I'm about, I'm gonna say I'm about 18, 19 now. I saw Maribel, the one that sings Roses of Red, Violets of Blue, and Don't Make Me Promises. I saw her performing, and I remember Maribel going to the same high school I went to. I told the guys, I said, I know that girl, you know what I'm saying? I used to go to school with her, and she was a freestyle singer. I didn't, we didn't even know what freestyle was. You know, we were more into like R&B. You know, we went to Jodeci, Boys to Men, you know, Drew Hill. We were more into that style of music. We wasn't even into freestyle. We had no idea what freestyle was. So when I saw Maribel perform, I remember where she lived and I approached her and I said to her, you know, I saw your show, me and my partners, we dancers. We would love to dance for you. You know, give us a shot. And she did. Next thing you know, it was Maribel and her nasty boys. We had the name already, the nasty boys, we had it. We started dancing for her and her career started just blowing up because we added stripping in, in, in her show. We would take off our shirts and we'll take off our pants into our G-strings. And that was the act. It just created a buzz. And then one day we did a show with her. There was this guy in a club with a dog, a chow chow. And his artist was, Donna Williams was JR. Then now JR is managing Koro. So JR used to be our manager. So JR was at the club and he asked Maribel, you know, do we know how to sing? Cause she, you know, he was watching us rehearse before, you know, we go on with her. And he's like, yeah. So um, he spoke to me, told me, listen, I would like to audition you guys, and, you know, come to my office. We went to his office, we auditioned. That was on a Monday. Tuesday, he had contracts written up for us. Thursday, we, we in the studio recording What I'm Feeling, our first song. In a closet, in a building, What I'm Feeling was recorded in a freaking closet with a freaking reel-to-reel. It's crazy how it, it was made. In a closet with a regular microphone, you know, and that's how we recorded What I'm Feeling. I always was the, the, the talker of the group. I'm the one that always ran the group. You know, I was always in charge of everything, the bookings, and I was the one that handled everything because I was, I'm the oldest from the other two guys. So I'm the one that, you know, again, I started it all when JR offered us an opportunity with a contract from Honor Roll Records, Big Al and JR. We like, we ran with it. We ran with it. We were on, we were on the label for about three years. You know, we put out an album. We released four singles in the album. And, you know, it was great. It was a great run, you know, why... You know, at that time when freestyle started to die out, you know, we came in and we brought it back up and it, it was great. You know, it was good. Prior to the entertainment business, which was stripping for you, uh, was there any buddy uh-huh. in, your, in your bloodline, your family or friends that were oh, in? Oh, yes. Yes. My dad came from a group. He came from a, a four guy group called the Emeralds. My dad used to sing doo-wop music. As a kid, I remember, you know, four, five, six years old, I remember seeing my dad rehearsing with his, you know, with his group when I was a kid. And my mom is a very famous dancer choreographer. My mom's name is Carmen Robles. And my mom danced for Tito Puente, Celia Cruz. She's been on the TV show, The I Love Lucy Show. She's one of the dancers. So, you know, my parents, you know, they were into the entertainment business and stuff like that. You know, they were both entertainers. And that's where I got it from, singing from my dad and dancing from my mom. You know, because my mom used to, you know, teach me choreography and teach me how to dance. 
I, I grew up in that already as an artist. Speaking of growing up, Jay, so what section of New York did you did you mainly grow up in New York City? I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in the Bronx. I'm a Bronx boy, you know? I'm a Bronx boy. You can't take the Bronx out of me. You can't take New York out of me. That's me. You started as a stripper at 17, you said? Yeah, 17. So, and you were in high school at the time? Yeah, yeah, I was still in high school. <laughs> so, so if you figure a story like this, almost in a way, like if you're writing a movie strip, you don't normally hear the guy going into stripping. You usually hear the guy going into drug dealing. You actually went a, a, a totally different way. And, and, you know, I can say the word, you know, I'm going to say the word loosely more respectable, but uh, almost, uh, I'm sure, like, uh, I didn't grow up in the Bronx. I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm a, you know, middle-faced white guy. So, I mean, I only know what I see and what I've heard. And, you know, I try not to let TV and movies influence that too much, but where you grew up at would you say it was a good neighborhood a bad neighborhood was it a tough neighborhood no it was a good neighborhood you know because i grew up in a neighborhood where my mom had us around a lot of lawyers doctors and, and you know very upscale you know people where i lived at and my guys twilight and javel they came up with a good family as well twilight you know his mom was a you know hard-working mom you know fight raising five kids on her own and he was the youngest she raised you know she raised a good kid javel's the same way javel was you know raised you know from a good spanish mom too and and we were all into you know we were all into the in, in our own ways when we, we didn't know each other javel was into breakdance twilight was into breakdancing and gymnastics i was raised into the music itself and stripping that's one thing. <laughs> so were you guys necessarily not around the drug scene? Like, And it's not a slight on you by any means, because, you know, you hear a lot of stories about people growing up in the hood or, you know, in this part or that part of town, and they get involved in drugs, because it's kind of like a, a way to a means or, you know, peer pressure or it's a thing to do or whatever. And you guys were just into, oh, well, you know, you didn't put some girls at the time. You wanted to be strippers and meet girls or meet girls and make money. Uh, did you did you knowingly choose that over drugs or did you just say? No, drugs were never, listen, I'm against drugs and I always was against drugs since I was a kid. I never looked that way because it, it never piqued my interest, neither me or the guys. Me and the guys, we were really into, you know, working out and rehearsing and performing. Once we got into the music scene and we became the Nasty Boys and we had songs on the radio, you know, our life changed. Now, you know, just like the group Boys to Men, it was Nasty Boys to Men because now the Nasty Boys are becoming men. We took it to a whole different level. You know, we, it's so funny because a lot of the, uh, my peers in the freestyle industry, you know, when I talk to them, K7, Joe Zaman, and, and I say these guys because these are the these, these are the pioneers, CBB, and they're all my friends. Personally, they're all my friends. We all, you know, talk, we all get along. And they all say to me, you know, um, Jaquan, man, let me tell you something. When you guys came out, we had to, we had to step up our game because you <laughs> nasty boys were the hottest when you guys came out. With your flipping, your bodybuilding, your gymnastics, like your routine was hot. So, you know, we as TKA needed to step it up. George Lamont and the Loose Touch Dancers, they needed to step it up. And everybody, they all told me they, those stories. Man, when your nasty boys came out, man, your boys were the hottest. Yes, I guess nobody could have messed with your guys. You guys were on, on, on it. And that's because we really took the routine and the, and the performance serious because we just not singers. 
you know, we entertainers. Today, that's the same way I am as, as a solo artist, Jaquan. I always think about, I need to entertain my crowd. I need to entertain the crowd. I need to entertain my fans. I can't just stand there and sing and hold a mic stand and just sing. You know what I'm saying? It, that's not me. I move. I dance. I get, get into my song. I get into my crowd. You know, I give the crowd what they want. And that's a good show. Now, we won't name any names, but I think you would agree with this statement I'm going to make. And it's something that you just said. Is basically, you guys went out to entertain the crowd. And I feel like today and i'm not naming no names that are not here to trash anybody there are a lot of artists male and female that just go out there and sing their songs and i feel like a lot of artists kind of mail it in they don't entertain the crowd and i, and I gotta say jay and i'm not we've known each other for a long time and you know one thing about steve o'neill i've always i'm always straight up you may not let i say mm -hmm. i'll be honest with you and i'll tell you what i'm feeling and and when it comes to this it's like you know people just mail it in they mail the performance in um, and it, it's so sad because, you know, there could be so much more done and it's just like, uh, well, you know, it's just like another, it's like another day, another, you know, another day, another dollar, let's go do this. Yeah. And then, and then they cry when they don't get what they want. You know what I'm saying? Money wise. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, listen, look at your damn show. I mean, like you, you, you really want a promoter to pay you five to $10,000 that you're asking for. And you, all you're doing is standing up there singing the song. Like you're not even you're making that kind of money, and you're not even bringing dancers. Like you're not bringing a show. You're not, you know. Totally agree. Like going back to how you started. The entire time that I've known you, the entire time we've done business together, I've seen you in New York or Jersey playing or whatever, or in your Florida. You're always trying to entertain the crowd. You're always um, trying to do something to to pump up your show, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Of so, course. I don't want it to be boring. I want to give you the credit that you're due. I want to at least say that somebody does notice that you're putting in the work. And as much Thanks. as you might not feel like you're appreciated at times, I see it and I appreciate it. So I just wanted to give you the credit. I come to do a show, I come 100%. I don't come half-assed. I don't come with, you know, just standing there. No, man. I, I come because I give what the crowd wants. And I perform, you know, music that they remembered they like, you know what I'm saying? And they're going to like, because if it's something new, they never heard, they're going to like it because it's Jay Kwan doing it. And that's the way I do it. I put on a good show. I'm never into drama and none of that crap. I don't need that drama. What I need is just the fans to be happy, for me to be happy, come on and support, you know, come on and support and let's have fun. Ah, uh, yeah, stay tuned. There's more Nasty Boys interview coming. Let's check out their debut hit song, What I'm Feeling, on Freestyle Is Not Dead.
You've heard the stories direct from their mouths. Now come see the Nasty Boys live in Philadelphia for our Freestyle Music Night at Benchwarmers Saturday night, May 5th, as the Nasty Boys perform their hit song, What I'm Feeling. The Nasty Boys will also be performing all their other hits like Intimate Strangers. And even the search is over. Plus, local hometown Philly freestyle diva Evelina will be singing her hit, First True Love. And castles in the sky. DJ Mr. Miami and DJ Rich Money will be in the mix playing freestyle all night and taking your requests. Nikki will be serving your drinks. Purchase your tickets now for the Nasty Boys and Evelina Saturday, May 5th at freestylemusicshow.com. Benchwarmers is located at 2676 Bridge Street in Philadelphia, just two minutes from the 95 Bridge Street exit. Come see the Nasty Boys in Philly Saturday, May 5th. What happens at a Nasty Boys show stays at a Nasty Boys show. Tuned in to Freestyle is Not Dead with Mr. Miami.
played some of these songs in a long time. World of Power, Days, Sammy Zone, and Deneen. Speaking of Deneen, Saturday, June 16th is Mr. Miami's Freestyle VIP Party at the Celtic Cross Tavern in Northeast Philly, featuring a three-hour open bar. And now, officially announcing Philly's Freestyle Queen Deneen will be performing live on stage, plus more artists to be announced. Get to freestylemusicshow.com right now and get more information when tickets go on sale. Let's get back into the interview with Jay Kwan and the Nasty Boys and hear about all his crazy adventures in the music business and how there could be a copyright infringement against Channing Tatum and the Magic Mike 2 franchise. <laughs> yes, I said that. And much more on Freestyle's Not Dead. Maribel was in your school, in your area where you're growing up. Um, she, she recorded for, uh, what was that, Criminal Records. She had Roses of Red, and, and then she went on and recorded yeah. Micmac. Uh, so you guys uh, basically uh, <laughs> stalked her out. And, and but you, made your, you made your own invitation. You opened your own door and inquired about the floor, and, and here you go. And you guys were strippers at the time. By the way, uh, some people would say uh, you were already a bad influence on Twilight, getting <laughs> stripping such a, such a young age. But, um, but Jackson, Jackson, Listen, Jackson, believe it or not, Twilight is still stripping today. Believe it or not, he is still stripping today. He makes more money doing that probably than freestyle music. <laughs> Twilight's in the military. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a sergeant in the military. He's been in the military for over about 15 years, and. On the side, he's still stripping. Why? Because the guy still has an awesome body, and he still has it. Yeah, he's doing what he, but, you know, what he likes to do, and he kept it coming. <laughs> he's still a stripper. He's still a stripper. That's funny. But from Arabelle, from Arabelle and you guys, um, to use the stripping and the dancing as part of her stage show was was genius because we all know that entertainment, you can put a girl up on stage singing, and you know they'll respond. But let's be honest, mm -hmm. when there's guys on stage, whether they're dancers or the singer, they get a bigger response because the girls make more noise. Guys don't necessarily cheer for guys, and guys don't necessarily cheer for girls. So why? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I got, I, got it. I got to correct you on that, Steve. I'm going to be honest with you. When I perform, I get a lot of guys giving me compliments. But I swear to God, guys come up to me and say, bro, you're fire. Yo, your energy, boy, son, you sick, you crazy. I mean, your show was hot. I get guys come up to me and give me compliments. And I like that because it's not, you know, again, I'm there to entertain everybody. I'm not just for the, I'm not just entertaining the women. I want to entertain everybody. So I get a lot of guys that come up to me and give me compliments. If, if you're good at something or you do something good, you, of course you'll get guys and girls. But I'm saying in general, like you go to, if you put a concert together, you know, you have, there's more response when there's males on the stage than there's females generally. That's it's a blank mm -hmm. statement. I'm not saying the guys don't give you props. I get props where I give props and get props where I do. And, and I think it was a very genius uh, idea, you know, up in the game for everybody else. With the other groups saying, I, I believe that when you see something good, you're like, I don't know about you, but when I go to a place and someone's doing what I do and they're good, I'm like, oh, I gotta, like, I gotta go back and be better, you know, next time, you know. Hey, Joe, let's talk about. Why not Jay Love? Where did Jay Love go and why Jay Kwan? You know, because Jay Love, when it came out, the ladies always loved me. Jay Love, Jay Love, Jay Love. I ended up opening up my own record label once we we, we were off the contract with Honor Road Records. And my label was called NTB Records. And I did a, a, the second album for the Nasty Boys. When I did that, Twilight changed his name to Trishon. Kit Smurf changed his name to Javel. 
And I said, I want to change my name too. <laughs> you know, like, y'all ain't in your name for the second album. I want to change my name. I'm done with this love crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, J Love, like, I want to change my name too. So then Twilight said, why don't you go with Jaquan? And I was like, no, I like that. Let's go with Jaquan. So I've been with Jaquan now for about 20, 24 years, 25 years now. So the original formation of the group was you, Smurf, which was Javel, and then Twilight, which is Sean Tucker, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that's the original incarnation of the group. Where did where did uh Those, where did you we Shy was always with me through this whole thing, whole journey of the Nasty Boys. Shy used to also strip. Shy used to strip with me too. You know, I I got his as a, listen. I had a little group, and we were called the Little Rascals. You know, because we were all short. So we called ourselves the Little Rascals before we turned in, they, you know, before we went into the trio of Nasty Boys. So I was always was a part of the Nasty Boys, but he wasn't in the group, but he was always there. You know, he always was at the rehearsals. He was always at the studio with me. So I took him there and like he knows the whole, he knows everything about Nasty Boys. He knows the songs, the routines, and you know, he, he was there, you know, so. When you use the word brother, you mean like close friends? Family, but not right. Family. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's yeah. what I always figured. Was the Nasty Boys ever a, a male review as the Nasty Boys? That that would be a great name for a male review, to be honest with you. Let's let's crank it back up. Let's get them out there, and make some money. <laughs> for real, right? You know, it's funny. It's like if you ever watched that, you might have seen it. But if you ever watched the movie Magic Mike, the second one, there's a routine that he's doing with this other guy on stage when they go to Vegas. That's the same routine me and Twilight had when we used to strip. Identical. I mean, I I look at it and I'm like, I could I could still do those moves with the chair and all. Those were exactly our stripping moves. If I hear a trademark infringement lawsuit, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta I'm telling something. you. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, it, it's the same routine that me and Twilight used to do. Just and, and with genuine song. I'm telling you, I was freaking out when the movie, I said, oh, ish. they bit my routine. Like, somebody must have a VHS video. And, and and because mind you, me and Twilight did so many strip shows in New York. You know, we were competing against Chippendales because Chippendales just came to New York from L.A. Chippendales wasn't in the Bronx. Chippendales wasn't in New York yet. They came from L.A., the two brothers, the two Italian brothers that came down, and they opened up Chippendales in New York City. They wanted me and Twilight to dance for them, but Twilight was too young. I just turned 19, no, 18, and Twilight was still like 16. They, they say he was too young. But we went to a disappointment and said, listen, we'll kill you guys. Okay, let us do a shoot a routine for you guys and you see what me and this guy could do right here. And we had an awesome routine, awesome routine. And they loved it, but he was too young for us to be, you know, signed under contract to Chippendales. Listen, I got stories, you know, but they're good stories. None of our stories is bad. Everything has always been, you know, positive. When the group broke up, we broke up, you know, ugly. I got to be honest, ugly. But, you know, I went off. I left New York and I came to Florida, happened to bump into Tito Puente Jr. that happened to be a fan of mine. He loved it, the Nasty Boys. He was a fan. And Tito was producing some music, and he's like, yo, let's do something together. And I said, okay, let's do something. And me and Tito did a track called The Sound of the Latin Rhythm, 
I told him, I said, listen, there was a few parts of the song that I said, you know what? My little brother Shaq can sing this. He's a pretty boy. You know, I can get my little brother to do this. And then we featured my little brother on the song. And mother came up with the name of the group called The Latin Rhythm. Me, Tito, and my little brother, we were the, we were the Latin Rhythm. We were the original. At that time, were you living in Florida at that time? At that time, I was still, I was, no, I was living in both places, Florida and New York. I came to Florida. I had an apartment here. But I still lived in New York with my first wife and my kids. So I was I gotta, back and forth. I'm having this flashback for some reason. Uh, I got mm -hmm. a quick side story that it was Winter Music Conference. It might have been 95. At this time, there were no Taco Bells in South Beach. And I was craving uh -huh. the Taco Bell. <laughs> so we go off the island. We're not really sure. We're in Miami somewhere downtown. I had one of my Gecko record shirts on. It said Freestyle on the back. Coming out of Taco Bell and this Spanish guy's like, Freestyle! Turn around and like, yo, what's up, man? He's like, he's like, oh, you like freestyle? He's like, I'm Tino Puente Jr. And there was, there were some other guys with him. I wouldn't be surprised uh -huh. if you were there. I really wouldn't be. I, 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 listen to me. I, we always go to Taco Bell. The one that you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, I believe I was the time, there. Because at the time, you guys were recording because he was telling me about Latin rhythm, and he was telling me about uh -huh. the old guys. I, and uh, and I was talking to one or two of the other guys in the parking lot. We were just kind of all talking freestyles and they, you know, shooting nation. That's how I met Tito Fuente, and we became friends ever since that point. And uh, so whenever he comes through Philly or whatever, and we're doing something, you know, reasonary, he always stops by. But I really wouldn't be surprised, Jay, if at that time you were one of the guys I was talking in the parking lot. Um, and this is when we probably was. We probably was because again, at that time Tito was there when I was there. And then we end up moving in together, me and Tito. We end up getting an apartment in South Beach. So, you know, me and Tito have been together for since like 93. We've known each other and we started working together. And with, with the blessing of the Latin rhythm, I got to say, you know, I mean, I toured around the world with that. Me and Tito, you know, we toured around the world with the Latin rhythm. We've been to Honduras, Colombia, Mexico, Alaska. We've been every, everywhere. We've done so many shows, me and Tito, with just one song just one song and then we did the always, remix of said, Oye Como Va I always say it takes one song <laughs> yeah between the name of Tito Puente a hot routine and a great tropical song you know now you have three things that you know it's in your favor how can I come to this girl what's so deep in love now so far apart
Hey, Mr. Miami here. Make sure you subscribe to our free email list over at freestylemusicshow.com and stay in the loop for everything freestyle. Get notified first when shows are announced. There's no standing in line for our subscribers with first dibs on tickets for all the shows. Plus, any breaking news or rumors in the world of freestyle, and most importantly, complimentary freestyle DJ mixes to download and rock anytime. Subscribe now at www.freestylemusicshow.com. It's springtime and summertime is right around the corner here in Philly and there's a lot of freestyle shows happening in the area. So just wanted to take a few moments to let everyone know what's going on. So let's go. Saturday, April 28th, catch the freestyle fever with Miguel Reyes, Sammy C, Stephanie Bennett, Peter Fontaine, and DJ Tim Spin and Shomer as they take over the Cathedral Event Center in Hamilton, New Jersey. Tickets are still available. There's a few left by searching on TicketFly.com. Saturday, May 5th, come see the Nasty Boys at Benchwomers in Northeast Philly on Bridge Street, plus local hometown Philly freestyle diva, Abelina. The show is already over, half sold out, so if you don't get your tickets yet, get on to freestylemusicshow.com and get your tickets now. Saturday, May 18th, join DJ John Rossi as TKK7 hits Cedar Gardens in Hamilton, New Jersey. Copy tickets over at eventbrite.com. Saturday, June 2nd, freestyle legend Ronaldo sings all his classic freestyle hits, My Sweet Love, Another Night, Forever, plus Edie, Alex of Latin Nation, and eight other freestyle acts live on stage at the Celtic Cross Tavern. Tickets are now on sale at freestylemusicshow.com. And finally, mark your calendars, get your friends together, and let's party as I throw my Mr. Miami VIP freestyle party Saturday, June 16th that will feature a three-hour premium open bar plus the one and only Philly's own queen of freestyle, Deneen, live on stage singing Baby I Love You, I Remember You, and many more, plus more acts to be announced soon. Tickets go on sale soon. There are limited 150 spots available, so make sure you purchase your tickets early. Do not miss this event. For tickets and tables, log on to freestylemusicshow.com. It's been a busy 2018 so far for freestyle shows. Remember, please support freestyle music shows. Without your support, there are no shows. Let's keep the music alive and growing. Man, time flies. Hour one almost in the books of this special edition of Freestyle's Not Dead. Make sure you are subscribed to our email list over at freestylemusicshow.com so you can receive all the updates on our shows and, of course, free DJ mixes for you to enjoy. DJ Rich Money is going to close this hour out and we will have more dirt and interview with Jay Quan of the Nasty Boys in hour number two. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and much more to come. DJ Rich Money, you're up. Let's go.
all the letters of your name Two years I passed, now we're still the same I still love you, yes, not even, maybe more I thought you cared, but you showed me for sure No, you didn't care, no, uh, not even spitting You sunk my ship and left me for swimming You broke out for camp, and yeah, you broke north You scarred my heart and once what you saw Now here I am with my lonely time And now it's embedded these deep on my I never thought I could be so cruel And now that I see 
words that were said But never really meant Something never
Hey, it's Sister Mommy. Welcome back to the show for the second hour. Again, just want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to the special edition of Freestyle's Not Dead. Please tell your friends about the show. Tell them to subscribe to our email list at freestylemusicshow.com so they too can get complimentary freestyle music downloads just like you. During this hour, we will wrap up our exclusive and crazy interview with Jay Kwan and the Nasty Boys. Man, he has some uh, wild adventures. The Nasty Boys are performing at Ben Tormer Saturday, May 5th. Evelina will also be performing her hit songs too. So get over to freestylemusicshow.com, grab tickets and reserve a table if any are available. Plus, DJ Rich Money will drop one of his mixes to close the show at the very end of the hour. Now let me get to the mix and kick things off with voice, and here we are.
It's still tricking if you got it. I just wanna cop that chronic with a bunch of alcoholics. Hey, baby, what's your name? Just like brows, pop champagne on the floor. I do my thing. Shorty creeping on the man, feeling saucy in my swag, feeling flossy. Don't be mad. Smoking on some purple trash, pockets deep like a rod cash. Let's get that money. She be freaking it.
You're listening to a special edition of Freestyle's Not Dead, and let's jump back into the interview with the Nasty Boys, who will be performing live Saturday, May 5th at Benchwarmers in Philadelphia. So you're dancing for Maribel. Uh, how long did that stink going for? I tell you no lie, Steve, it lasted three months, and that was it. Okay. We had to say goodbye no, to her, because we, we ended up getting signed. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, during that time, even from the very beginning, did you have thoughts, like, like right out of the gate, like, after your first show, like, oh, I could, we can do this, we can put together a group and, and do this, too, and make the money ourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were thinking about it. Once we did our first show in the Bronx, a lot of our friends came out to see that. They didn't even believe we were dancing for Maribel, you know, <laughs> and a lot of them course. didn't even know. <laughs> and a lot of them didn't even know we were strippers because we kept it private. We were, you know, exotic male dancers, but private dancers. Jay, question. So we're doing uh-huh. our show. How far did you guys go stripping? <laughs> you go down the G-string? We, we went all the way down to G-string. Yeah, all the way down to G-string. <laughs> all out. Get, Act did, out. Go. Sometimes the, the Oh, of course we get tips. We were getting tips. We were getting panties thrown at us. You know, getting thrown at us. We were we were getting forget it. It, it was it was great, man. It was. Great. Well, I guess your schedule was, was full. <laughs> Started dancing again, huh? <laughs> oh, forget it. Got a good lineup, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, we will get we'll get, we'll end up getting you know call, you know beef. Back in the days, it was the beefers. So they will beat me, you know, these girls will beat me to, you know, for us to do a strip show for them, you know, for them and their girlfriends, private shows. And it was, that's, it was great. Awesome. It was fun. You guys got to, uh, I'll use the word double bang in, in the window. Uh, got, so normally if you oh, see yeah. a guy or a girl, you got to go on dates or whatever, hang out with these girls afterwards. Here, you're probably getting the girls to pay you on top of that to strip into your show. Oh. That's great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Then we had to stop stripping. Then we had to stop stripping because... The Nasty Boys became very famous after that. Like, we really had to, like, stop. We were, we, you know, there was a time that we had jobs. We had to quit our jobs because the, the music career really took off. You know, like, gigging every day. Would you say that stripping was hurting your career as a singer? <laughs> so I stopped? No, you know, it didn't, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt us at all because we still added it at the, as a banger towards the end of the show. So right. we still gave that little tease to the fans. Man, I tell you, Steve, that it, it was a it was a fun run. You guys got uh, signed to Honor Roll really quickly. Before Honor Roll, were you were you looking at opportunities with Micmac or High Power or Metropolitan? Or- no, be- no, because we didn't know what freestyle was when Honor Roll came to us and they wanted to sign us. We 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 auditioned to them with R&B music. Not freestyle music. You guys are learning this process as you were going, more or less. So here you are, you're stripping, you're break dan- the break dancing, all that stuff. You guys start dancing for Maribel, mm-hmm. you're doing freestyle, you're going to freestyle shows, and then all of a sudden you get launched into this audition with JR, and you're doing R&B, right. and he wants you to do this other style of music. Which, by the way, right. you know, Nancy's stuff is very melodic. It's very catchy. It's very melodic. It's got some R&B influences in it, like you know, pop R&B influences in it. Mm-hmm. You kind of evolved into this freestyle guy as a group as you were going along in the beginning process. Like I said, we had no idea what it was. You know, the fact that Twilight had an R&B voice, he didn't have a freestyle voice. He made the the one I'm feeling, the intimate strangers and the search, give it that that R&B. Freestyle. I want to use the word legit, but I'm not trying to like discredit anything. But it kind of legitimized mm-hmm. the group uh, because it was it was solid singing. It was there was so the singing yeah. was good. The really solid. The, the routines were really solid. And here you mm-hmm. guys are out doing things now. 
let me ask you this thing, like, because I'm sure you probably had this thought or conversation over the years. The Nasty Boys, as it was successful to a point, what do you feel was the reason guys didn't crack through the top 40, like other freestyle acts, like TK, Stevie, or George Lamont, or Suave, or Johnny O? Even like, what do you think was the reason you guys didn't crack through? What happened was, you know, somebody, somebody did something behind our back. When we found out, we felt like, damn, you know, here we are doing all this for you, and here you are doing something shady behind our back. We just decided to quit. We decided to quit, and you know, we told the label we done. You got a bad taste in your mouth for something to happen with the label. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just something. And remember, I'm gonna go disclaim it again. I don't know your whole story. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe the label, and I said I don't know everything, but I thought maybe the label went out of business, and you guys were without a label, and that's why you guys jumped the hot. So here's somebody that's wrong. You guys left the label. Did you guys break up after that? Did you guys separate after that? Yeah, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. We broke up after that too, and I decided to move to Florida. While I was in Florida, people were still reaching out to me, to, you know, to do bookings for Nasty Boys and stuff like that. And I would do it once in a while. I would do it, but then I started getting into the Latin Rhythm group, and the Latin Rhythm group was starting to make some noise, and we started doing some shows, me and Tito. And I just decided to go that route. And then I did, I ended up getting the group back. I ended up getting the group back, back in like 95, I think. And that's when I opened up my record label and I created the MTV label and uh, another album. But in that album, it's not even a freestyle album. It was a pop R&B album. I think we did the remix of Intimate Strangers. I think Intimate Strangers is the only freestyle song we, we did. But then we also did a different version of it, a pop version. The NTP record label that you had, that was distributed through Hot? That was distributed through Hot Production, yep. Paul Klein, Heavy Stone. Did you do something with the Wise Guy one time too? Wise Guy Records, yeah. What'd you do with them? They didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We did a, I did a, a collaboration album with them, you know, and I got them a bunch of artists and we did a value one. NTB on Wise Guy Records. Who were some yeah. of the artists? Um, some of the artists were, Shy was one of the artists. My boy Ditto D's group called Individually One was on it. This guy named Nando, Nasty Boys was on it. It was a project backed by you as far as uh, gathering yeah. all the talent. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a project, yep, exactly. It was a project that I was and, doing to get, you know, with Wise Guy Records and distributed by them and it just didn't go nowhere. So it fizzled out and never saw a later day. You know, I, I cannot say that, Steve. You know why? Because I met a few people that live in Canada and they had that shit. So you know what it is? <laughs> Canada was big in distribution. Freaking, you know, hot productions. They Distribution was huge, man, all over. Canada, you know, Brazil. They had those albums and songs of all the artists that they were just putting out. All kinds of, you know. Just think, of, just think of all the royalties me and you missed on uh, our compilations. Oh, forget it. Their network oh, is ridiculous. It. it was amazing. Like, mind you, they don't even tell you that. They don't care. Listen, I used to be in the studio at Hot Productions day and night, day and night. Paul used to be like, go ahead, go ahead. He don't care. Why? Because he's like, I'm going to get the royalties. I'm going to own the rights. I own the rights. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to own the rest of it. And it, and it was, it's like, he did. He did. I never saw a penny from that. Nasty Boys is popping, what up, Young comes out. 
Was it the label owner role? Was it the lack of funding? Is that why the records didn't get on radio? I mean, do you have any idea marketing-wise? No, 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 Steve. No, the, the songs were on the radio. No, let's get that correct, Steve. Juan Alfini was on the radio for three years straight. Intimate what, what, Strangers was all Hot, hot 97, well, Hot 103 when, it, when the station was Hot 103 first. But okay. Juan Alfini was all over Miami, you know what I'm saying? L.A., Chicago, Philly. You know, what I'm feeling was it was it was big. That was our first hit, and it went it went sky high. And then when Intimate Strangers came out, Intimate Strangers even went further. Well, the problem was, I tell this story to people, and they like they stay in shock. There was a guy, and I'm gonna tell you this story. That way, you could try to rewind it in your head and think about it. There was this guy. In New York, he he went by the name of um, uh, um, I just had his name in my tip of the tongue. Well, anyway, there was this guy. He went to L.A. Okay, and he ended up coming back to New York and went to Hot 97. And told Hot 97, I have these groups from L.A. I want to bring them here. Trust me, once they come here, you guys are gonna go crazy for them. The format, the format, the range, the music format will change overnight. Give me one shot. And you know what? And he did it, and it happened. This guy, uh, listen to the story, Steve. Nasty Boys, TKA, Judy Torres, we all performing at the club called Emerald City in New York. You remember Emerald City? Yeah, it was not, I never went there, but I know, I know, I know. Emerald City was a big freestyle club back in the right. 90s. Real big club. Everybody performed there. Friday night, the Nasty Boys PK, big concerts, a bunch of acts performing there. This guy shows up to the club, and I knew him because he was in the music industry. And he said to me, he says to me, in the, in the, in the dress room, he said, Jaquan, come tonight, say goodbye to Freestyle. I said, what are you talking about? He said, bro, say goodbye to Freestyle tonight. This is going to be your last freestyle. This is going to be the last time you hear freestyle on the radio. I'm like, get out of here. He said, you see, Friday night, he told me this. He was at Emerald City. Now, mind you, Nasty Boys was booked Friday and Saturday night at Emerald City. Come Saturday, you know who this guy brings to the club to perform? He brings Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube. He brings them to the club. All of a sudden, there was no more freestyle on Hot 97. Come Sunday, Monday, there was not a peep of freestyle music ever again on Hot 97. So who is, this free, who is this freestyle? This guy, he, his name is... Um, Radio guy? Was he in like a PZ? No. Yeah, he was some Googie. Googie. Googie Rivera. Googie Rivera. John Goongi Rivera. I thought, but I thought he was freestyle. Like, didn't he do that? I mean, no, he, I was. He, was he was. He was. Listen, he was freestyle. He was freestyle. But he changed the format. He said, okay, you guys want to treat me like this with freestyle? I got something for you guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's, who's he directing that statement at? Like, you want to treat me like to, to the art, to the business? Like, who? who? To, the, to the freestyle artist or to the freestyle business? Whoever, I don't know, but I just know that that day, that day, <laughs> he set everybody up, man. <laughs> he said, 
I, I never heard that story. Nobody knows oh. about that. So, Jake, talk about the work that goes in that people don't see, like the dedication as far as, you know, keeping yourself in physical shape and your stage presence. Listen, I, I, I work hard, just like you said, Steve. I work hard in everything I do, man. I work hard. I work hard at it. You know, like I said, it's all about giving it back to the fans, man. Doing what the, you know, what you're supposed to do. You know, it's not about the money. The money's gonna come, but you gotta work hard for it. You gotta work until you get it. Once you get it, you got it. Listen, I, I thank God that I have light, I have water, I have food. No problem. It's not. It's not about the money for me. It's not. Speaking of what you just talked about, about uh, having light and water and food, it's, I follow you on social media and you always seem like you're doing something, whether it's for the local community down there in South Florida or Puerto Rico. It seems like you're really active mm -hmm. in uh, fundraising and, and just caring about people, which is a great thing, Jack. Of course, man. Listen, when it comes to charity, I'm always down for charity. People call me. People already, I, and I made, this, I, I made it clear. Listen, if you guys have a charity and you want entertainment, call me. Call me. I love giving back to the to charity because, again, Steve, I have a child that was born with muscular atrophy. I know how it is to have a handicapped child. And my kid is not handicapped. Because my daughter right now is 29 years old. She's a school teacher. She's in a wheelchair. She's been in a wheelchair her whole life. You know what I'm saying? She has her bachelor's and her master's. She owns her own apartment. My daughter doesn't let that wheelchair handicap just stop her. I look at it as when I see somebody that needs help, man, listen, I'm going to help no matter who it is. If you have cancer, AIDS, you know what I'm saying? Anything, anything, anything to help somebody for their cause, I'm there. Stay tuned. There's more Nasty Boys talk coming. Let's head back to 1991 with the Nasty Boys song, The Search Is Over on Freestyle Is Not Dead.
You've heard the stories direct from their mouths. Now come see the Nasty Boys live in Philadelphia for our Freestyle Music Night at Benchwarmers, Saturday night, May 5th, as the Nasty Boys perform their hit song, What I'm Feeling. Nasty Boys will also be performing all their other hits like Intimate Strangers. And even the search is over. Plus, local hometown Philly freestyle diva Evelina will be singing her hit, First True Love. And castles in the sky. DJ Mr. Miami and DJ Rich Money will be in the mix playing freestyle all night and taking your requests. Nikki will be serving your drinks. Purchase your tickets now for the Nasty Boys and Evelina Saturday, May 5th at freestylemusicshow.com. Benchwarmers is located at 2676 Bridge Street in Philadelphia, just two minutes from the 95 Bridge Street exit. Come see the Nasty Boys in Philly Saturday, May 5th. What happens at a Nasty Boys show stays at a Nasty Boys show. Freestyle is not dead.
show? Love the music? Tell your friends to tune in to Freestyle Is Not Dead.
Before we wrap it up with the nasty boys, let's hear some crazy road stories on Freestyle is not dead. Do you have any good road stories, Jay? Like you can share just that are that are uh, PG or PG thirteen, nothing too crazy. About traveling on the road or you know something at a show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we don't need to look at this, Jay. We don't need anything you coming from the stripper world you came from. But, uh, you know, exactly. Steve, you stop. You, you got to stop and realize I'm Jay Kwan from the Nasty Boys. <laughs> that's why I said. I said PG I practically with that. No, that bitch is going to have like a triple X on that bitch. <laughs> you know, they got people that pay for that bitch. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Are there any good, somewhat non-sexual stories? Is there a story? Yeah, I got one. I got, I got, I, I have, I have two of them. I have two. I'm gonna floor give you is, one. Floor is yours. The Nasty Boys. We did, we did a show in, <laughs> in um, in Jersey, at um Jersey Shore. The mayor of Jersey, his daughter happened to be in the club. It looked like his daughter was gay at the time. She didn't like our show. She didn't like our show. She told her dad, and her dad went and got the club closed down. It was all over really? the paper. Really? You guys pick up all your clothes? Really <laughs> yeah, of course. It's part of our act. You know, so I don't know who she was. I don't know if it was me, Twilight, or Javel, but one of us grabbed her and, and, and lift her up and did some of our stripping moves and put out, you know, her this her face in our dish or something, you know, we, did, we must have did something to her. That's, she got pissed and she told her dad and her dad got the club closed down. You guys are pulling Donald Trump before Donald Trump was pulling Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, forget girls. it. It was, we were, we were, it was, it could, that, that was our act. You know what I'm saying? We'll grab a girl, put her up on stage. You know, we flip a step against the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 you know, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Yeah, we, we have some moments like that, you know. We have some right, crazy you moments. You, you said you had two stories. Give me another one, too. That was pretty funny. The second one was um, we did a show. We were on tour with Stevie B. True story. We were on tour, <laughs> we were on tour with Stevie B, Coral, and I think Sapphire was on this tour with us. I think it was 1990, 91. You guys were popping. Yeah, yeah, we, we were popping. We were popping. And we had two girl dancers at the time. We had a, a three-piece band with us as well. You know, so when we when we did this tour, we came with dancers and we came with a band. Stevie B didn't know who we were because he was in, you know, he lived in Florida, you know. So when Stevie B did the tour, <laughs> when Stevie B did the tour, he had no idea what he was running into when he put when he put the nasty boys on his tour. Now we did a show for the the troops, and this is when the troops just came back from fighting at Saudi Arabia, you know. And we did this show, this concert at the Westbury Music Fair. This was the first night. This was the first night. This should not. Stevie, B, you know, he checks out our show and. We blew it. We blew the roof off that freaking arena. Blew the roof off. The, the, all the troops were hoo, 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 and stomping with their feet. Like it was. I tell you no lie, Steve. God is my witness. I must have signed every military person that was there. That my hands was cramping from signing autographs from all those troops 
in that arena. Wow. I'm talking about these military guys, women, the MPs will come up to us on a line and just sign autograph pictures, pictures, autograph pictures. It, it was just amazing. And then when the tour was over, they wrote, they wrote, they wrote on the newspaper, you know, Stevie B, Nasty Boys, and Coro, you know, the, the Stevie B tour. I don't know why Stevie B had to try to take off his shirt. Why he trying to be a nasty boy? <laughs> oh boy. That this was on the paper. CBB trying to be a nasty boy because he took off his shirt, and it, it was it was funny, man. Those were little, mo you know, little things that I remember from back in the days. You know, let's talk about. You have any new songs coming out? New project you're working on? You want to talk? Do you want to talk about? I got I got a few songs coming out. I just released this new song called Party All the Time. I did it with this girl named Samir, great singer, great artist. The idea that I got from the song was from Eddie Murphy and Rick James when Eddie Murphy had his song called Party All the Time. You remember that song? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. So I, I, I love that song, you know. So I took that same concept of Eddie Murphy and that song with Rick James. And my song is called Party All the Time. My girl wants to party all the time, but it's more different. It has more energy. You know, the music is hot. The music is hot. I don't know. I don't know. Did I send it to you? Do you have it yet? No. No, I don't have it. I was gonna say, well, you better go ahead on iTunes and buy it for 99 cents. Yeah, you got child support to pay. You got to help me. You got to help me pay that child support. Let's talk about you as the front guy of the Nasty Boys and the driving force. When you guys started, you were the, you're the leader, you're the business guy of the group, you were handling on all the business. Twilight was the lead singer. So Twilight, you guys just fanned. There was no, there was, honestly, there was really no lead singer in this group. There was never supposed to be a lead singer because that's why I named it the Nasty Boys. It wasn't Twilight and the Nasty Boys. It was Nasty Boys because in the album, I have a, a solo song. Javel has the beating of my heart. He has a solo song. You know, so we all had parts in the song. It just happened to be that what I'm feeling and Intimate Strangers and The Search, those were songs that Twilight was doing leads on. They end up going out faster. Oh, so I was gonna say, so what I'm feeling, The Search and the Intimate Strangers, they were all Twilight on the lead, right? Twilight on the lead, yeah. But if you listen okay. to it, when you listen to I'm a song, what do you remember? You remember the hook, right? You don't remember the verses, you remember the I'm hook. Not, I'm not debating your... No, 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 no. It's like when, I, when people say, you know, the lead, I say, yeah, listen to, when you listen to well, the there's hook. A, there's, a black, there's a black guy on this video, and you guys are in the back That's why I'm saying he was the lead, so. <laughs> Yeah. So technically, Twilight was the lead singer for the songs that hit the radio. I'm not saying you didn't ever do right. the lead. I feel like I'm having a TK discussion <laughs> about like, AB and Angel and, you know, like, because they all sung, but KL came out on top because of whatever the politics. I don't know the whole story with TK either. So I only know, right. you know, what I know. And hopefully when I get a chance to interview some guys and Twilight is quote unquote, he was known as, well, what we see in history wise, the old archive, but she's the lead guy. Now you're the guy. You've always been the guy. You've been the driving force. You've been I've always the been guy. the guy. I've always been the guy. You, yeah. You, you put the people in position so you guys can have these opportunities. Mm -hmm. Have you ever through the years when you guys disbanded, have you ever gotten any slack from anybody? about you just taking over the lead vocals. Like, cause you know, like the way you look at yeah. it is the way you look at it. That's your life. 
not only do I not know, the thousands of people that listen to this music, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like, did you ever catch any slack for saying, all of a sudden, hey, because uh, you faded, you're not not that black guy. You're, you just got a good tan going on, you know? Like, <laughs> like did you ever get any? Did you ever get any? Did you ever get any you know, any yeah, I, 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 you know, I did. I got it from my own, you know, members, my own partners in the group. Like, yo, you know. You know, you 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 doing the leads and addition. That's not you. That's me. I said, no, it's me now. It's me now. That was you back then. Now it's me. I, I don't know Did what you're you trying uh, to say. But you said Twilight doesn't want to do any music, so you just kind of you just kind of evolved into the role that you always really wanted to have anyway. If I'm not mistaken, I, one of your stages I watched recently. Did you re-record vocals on like what I'm feeling in the start? Oh yeah. Time? Oh, of course, yeah, of so course. Those are my vocals yeah, now. I, I was listening. I was, no, this isn't the, your, I ain't singing over no. I ain't, I ain't singing over nobody. That's all me. I redid yeah. the whole thing, all the songs, intimate, what I'm feeling, the search. They sound fine. It sounds good. There's no quality fall off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I was just wondering if yeah, anyone ever I'll, gave you slack. So your own guys gave you slack, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them did. All of them. They all but, did. But they, ever, you know, Steve. You know how this business is, man. When you got somebody that just end up becoming, you know jealous or hating on you and stuff like that your own family your own friends it happens you know what i'm saying it happens it happens to everybody but you know what it makes me stronger i don't care you know what i'm saying i keep going and, and and i do a great show and again that's all it's all about it's all about the fans it's all about my kids you know my beautiful wife that's it drama uh-uh. will we ever have a, a nasty boys drama like uh like we had with TK, where it's the original nah, guy. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, not even Twilight could fuck with me, okay? They, they know better. Both of those guys know better. They know. Listen, now as they older, they like, you know what? They 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 doing their own thing. You know what I'm saying? Javel, he still performs with me from time to time, but they can't fuck with me. They know better. Did you guys break up because of uh, guys were fighting behind the scenes on who looked better without the shirt on? You know, believe it or not, Twilight had the best body. You know, the guy's ripped, man. The guy's, you know, he looked like a freaking professional bodybuilder. He, he looks great. When it came it down, it was me. It was me. It was the, the, the little white boy with the light eyes and the long hair. Because that was, my, that was my gimmick, too. You say you know, white boy? I played white the white boy. boy. Oh, I said the white boy. <laughs> who were you, the lightest at all? I played... Yeah, listen, Steve. I'm in New York. I don't have a tan. I'm white as fuck in New York. <laughs> That's what the label, you know, had us play the role. Twilight, the black guy, Javel, the the, the Spanish guy, because he looks Latino, and I play the white guy with the light eyes and the long blonde hair. And you're more clean cut than the other two. Exactly. He had a gimmick day. Put three different nationalities together, and you got three exotic male dancers. It worked. My last question, Jay, is. Um do you ever see, for whatever reason, some kind of nostalgia of the original members all getting back to for one, for one or two or three shows? I tried, man. I just tried. I just tried it, Steve. No lie. I tried it about a month ago, two months ago. And he turned me down. He said no. Twilight said no. He don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. He's too busy with the military. He don't have time. And I respect yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? That's his bread and butter. I respect that. It's all good. I, I said, okay, no problem. I'm still going. I'm still yeah, taking and, and guess what? You can always ask on the line and, make, you know, who knows, maybe something just 
Listen, I would love to have the guys. I would love to have the guys back together because we were freaking awesome. We were awesome together. We were. We 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 put on a great show. Our chemistry on stage was, you know, flawless. Flawless. It'd be great. You know how many people would love to see the Nasty Boys back together, the originals? Come on. People were paid to see that. And I'm sure the common companies would also like that. But anyhow. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, for anyone listening, uh, you have a message for anyone that's listening that might be on the fence about coming out to the Mayfish show at Petromers. You want to send a little message out yes. to you, whether, whether they're fans or they're new fans that just send out who Jaquan and Nancy Boys are. You want to yes. say a few words to get them to come out Mayfish? Hey guys, how you doing? This is your boy Jay Kwan from the Nasty Boys. I look forward to seeing you guys May 5th. Please come out, bring a friend, bring your mother, bring your grandmother. You know, let's have fun, party all the time. And hey, look who's DJ. Steve. Hello, ladies. Hey, and ladies, bring your dollar bills. <laughs> That's right, bring your dollars, and I'm going to be taking it off. <laughs> I see, let me not say that again. My wife just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hour two is quickly coming to a close. Man, this show just flew by. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to the special edition of Freestyle's Not Dead. Please make sure you and your friends are subscribed to our email list at freestylemusicshow.com to receive more exclusive emails, DJ mixes, music shows, and new announcements coming in the future. Also, try to make it out to some of our live freestyle music events coming to Philly and South Jersey over the next few weeks. We'd love to see you out there. We're going to close the show out with another mix by my friend DJ Rich Money. That will take us out. I'm Mr. Miami. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy. Rich, thank you, sir. And start the mix. Oh,